You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Right now, I hope you are sipping on some fizzy Housewives-inspired wine for yourself, packing a punch at 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my no-filter wine. I like to call it my Housewives-watching wine because it's the wine that I drink when I'm watching The Real Housewives. When I'm yelling at the TV screen and I want to shake Teresa, this is what I'm sipping on. It's a crisp, lightly fizzy rosé and white wine available at nofilterwine.com. Must be 21 or older to order, and please sip responsibly, but trust me, 13% alcohol, you're going to be Liddy City. Head over to nofilterwine.com. Right now. Okay, we have a lot to break down. Love is in the air and it's almost as high as Teresa's hair, and I cannot wait to talk about all of it. To help me spill today's tea, I needed someone with some sky high knowledge of all things pop culture, which you can catch him breaking down on a reality talk on the YouTube. Please welcome back Richie Sky. As sky high as Teresa's skyscraper-like hair. I mean, the vibe. <laughs> I was like, um... I, do you think that was intentional? I mean, the higher the hair, the closer to Jesus. Isn't that how it goes? Well, I know that Adrian Malouf definitely said that about the Malouf hoof, but, mm. you know... I don't know. Like, I mean, there's a part of me that's thinking she had a look in mind. And then the stylist just said, you know what? I'm going to give everything. We're going to go bigger. (laughs) We're not even going to go, you know, Jersey. Some are born Jersey or some are born great and some are born Jersey. This was very Jersey. It was very Bride of Frankenstein. I have to be very honest with you. That's all. That's the image that's in my mind. And but it was somehow fitting. Yeah. Like at first, when I first, like, you know, listen, her and her three bumpets can get it because she looked happy. <laughs> she was living her best life. You know, bring back. The, that's what she should launch next is a bumpet collection. Bring back the bumpet. I don't know. I kind of think it's like, you know how they say, take one piece of jewelry off, like take mm-hmm. one bump it out. You know yeah. what I mean? I think just one bump, it would have done the trick. Yeah. It would have just like balanced everything out. <laughs> <laughs> but as it stands now, it's kind of top heavy. So I, don't I don't know how her neck must be hurting today because there was a lot and hair can be heavy that I'm just like, I don't know. That was so much hair. Well, I don't know. I think Teresa has a strong back and a strong neck from carrying so many seasons of mm-hmm. Jersey. She is standing strong. She <laughs> went from flipping tables to turning them. So she knows how to whip her hair back and forth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you, well, I guess we'll get into it, but what, what do you think of this relationship overall? Like the Louis of it all, like it, 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 has he come full circle to the point where he's accepted by the housewives community? Well, the fan community, let me ask that question. I mean, at this point, I think, I don't think it's like a, we've accepted it. It's more of just like, all right, this is what we're doing now. Like, there's no more fighting it because it's like you have to just throw in the towel. Like, you, you can't fight with Teresa because it's like talking to a brick wall that at this point, it's more of just like submission. You know, we're under duress and we just have to take it. It's not a full it almo- embracing. It, al- it almost reminds me, and I hate to say this, of, of Luann and oh. Tom. Oh, See, but I don't you, think anybody was ever rooting for Tom. Like, we were waiting for that to crash and burn, and then it crashed and burned. I actually think Teresa's going to stick this one out as long as she can. Well, and I think that's what I mean by it. Like, you know how Luann was just going to power through it regardless? Yeah. I feel that that's maybe where Teresa is. It's like, I'm going to power through regardless because I feel this way about this man. Red flags, be damned. I just think that that's what it was going to be. Now, do I think that Louis is doing the things that Tom was? No, I don't no. think so. But I just think that it didn't matter what people 
said about him. Yeah. The only thing that mattered was how she felt and she was going to get down that aisle one way or another. Yeah, she was bedazzling those red flags. She was just, you know, making them look <laughs> real pretty. <laughs> she was making them she turned, she turned them into a train. Listen, but I don't know if she did get the prenup that's still TBD and we don't know if the prenup actually happened, but if it didn't happen, it looked like homie does have some bank because that wedding was nice. There was a lot of like expensive food. It's expensive to be Teresa Judice, okay? So first of all, she had 220 guests, so she was already knocking Stassi and Bo out of the out of the running because they had to chop their guest list down to 30, and we know it was only at what 28 because Jackson Brittany didn't go. So <clears throat> she had 220 guests at Park Chateau Estate and Gardens in East Brunswick. So we're not even doing this in Patterson, okay, Richie? She went to go to <laughs> East Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, and there were several housewives in attendance. We had Jennifer Aiden, Dolores Catania, Margaret Josephs, Jackie Goldschneider, um, Chanel Ian from Dubai. Mm-hmm. Do you like Dubai? Are you into Dubai? No. Okay, that's it's, no. This is a tough one for me because I love the Dubai ladies individually. Yes, yes, yes. But I feel like this show is very reminiscent of actually visiting Dubai. Dubai is a very beautiful, fabulous place. Yes, I've been. But there's a lot of construction going on in the background. Mm-hmm. If that, if does that translate to how I feel about the show itself? Like, I feel like there's still a lot of construction. Yeah. Lots of fabulous parts, uber fabulous parts and yeah. cast, but it hasn't necessarily come together just yet for me. Yes. yes. That's it. I agree. And I and that's why I feel like I like I love the women individually. They're great personalities. Yes. They have great stories to tell. Yes. They're beautiful. Like they all have something unique to bring, but they're just not they haven't quite found their footing and they haven't quite meshed yet. And this is my issue with Bravo announcing these things prematurely. They like to make the big announcements and then put the show together. And I was concerned when they announced Dubai before officially like going into production for Dubai. They said we're gonna go international. And I, I think get the cast, make sure all the di- all the, the pieces are tied together and then give us a finished pra- package. That's my concern about these New York reboots of this, you know, all nude women reboot and a legacy reboot. We don't even know who signed on. We don't know who's agreed to do it. Like we should not have announced any of that until everything was all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed. And then we had something to like kind of give to people. I think that they should go back to doing the trickery that they used to do. You know, we're going to title this show Manhattan Mom. Yes, yes. Oh, suddenly it's Real Housewives of New York because then the ladies have really no expectation right. of what the show truly is or how to maneuver. They're just themselves. To yeah. me, that is the way you do it. They're themselves and they don't even know what the show is going to be. They don't know if the show is going to be picked up. Like they have no clue what's actually going on. So they just kind of give you what they've got. And then eventually they realize, oh, we are housewives. Mm, that, that's the be- the best shows, I think, come from that that sort of, I hate to call it trickery. Yeah. But uh, it works. It works. Well, I, I don't even think it was trickery. I think they were genuinely trying to cast other shows and then we're realizing we just have to make them all housewives. But it worked. <laughs> it worked. Okay. It did. So we also had Miami's Alexia. We had Potomac's Ashley Darby. Um, from New York, we had Dorinda Medley and Jill Zarin. We had Kenya Moore, Phaedra Parks, and Cynthia Bailey all in attendance. Ramona Singer was not in attendance, even though she leaked the original invite. Do you think that was a dig? Do, you think Do she, I think it was a dig or a disinvite? Yeah, was was it um like was the invite rescinded? Did she take That's it back? what I I kind of wonder if it was rescinded. There's a part of me that thinks maybe mm, that's a pretty big thing to reveal. Like I would be pretty upset about that, especially if you've gone through the lens that I believe that Teresa was probably trying to go through and the amount of people that I believe really respected the process. 
I think that Ramona and her Ramona way, you know what I'm saying? Just got so excited about it. Yeah. You know, she, cause she talks about every little thing that happens in her, in her life, every little thing that she thinks is fabulous. She has to share it on her Instagram. And I know because I follow her and I'm a little bit ashamed by that, but still it's, it's, it's true. She, every yeah. little thing, yeah, any little thing that she finds fabulous, she's talking about it on the gram. Yes. Were you surprised that Andy Cohen wasn't there? No, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised because I feel like Andy tries to maintain a little bit of a social distance from the wives, especially in order to not show favoritism. Yes, I agree. That actually makes sense. At first, I was kind of I was like, what? Andy didn't go. Teresa's like one of his favorites. But you're right. And that's why he even said he had to stop giving them like his phone number because he needed Mm -hmm. to make sure that they can't get too close to him and that he needed to set boundaries, which is smart. I'm I'm pretty sure his therapist helped him, you know, get to this conclusion. And, you know, he probably because can you imagine like Zach, let's say you start your own network of reality television shows. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many of your stars would be cursing you out every time they didn't get an edit that they wanted? Well, not only that, but like even now, I still try very hard to not build close relationships with the housewives because my job is still centered around talking about the housewives. So when they DM me, when we like, I'm like, we need to keep a healthy. I was talking to Danny Pellegrino about this because they come to us and they want to spill tea and they want to craft their narratives ahead of the season and they want to do the thing. And you have to have a level of like, we're kind of friends, but we can't get too close because the minute we get too close, I become biased and then it just is bad news bears. I, first of all, I love that you brought this up. It's conversations that I feel like a lot of us have behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. We never really talk about it in public. And so I feel like now you've said it. Yeah. It is, it is, it is an interesting space to be in because you find yourself becoming you don't want it to happen. Right. You don't expect to become cool. I like I've never expected to become cool with any housewife or right. reality TV star, but sometimes it happens and then you have to talk about them. Yeah. And some of them get it and yeah. some of them don't. Yeah. That's the hard part because some of them don't mm. get it or some of them want blind loyalty. I'm like, but listen, like, this is what I got to do. And <laughs> I what can't I think, do that. Listen, I can't, I can't do it. I can't support your decision to do this or to not do this. And I have to I have to keep it 100. I have to, you know, hashtag no filter. I can't. Yeah, because at the end of the day, your audience yeah. is going to know. Yeah, they're going to know. They always know. Even when they don't know, they'll still make it out. They don't know. As of right now, I'm still on Erica Jane's payroll. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I wish. Give me, give me something. Give me a cut of the diamond earrings. Um, <laughs> at this point, if I have the trustee and everybody else is getting a cut. Put some Those respect. diamond earrings are cursed, Zach. Stay I, yeah, away from I'm them. I'm going to stay away from the diamond earrings. Get I'm yourself gonna, some bundles instead. Yeah. Just get some pretty mess bundles. I Yeah, there we go. Give me that fresh for a fresh blowout. Um, okay, so we didn't have Ramona. We didn't have Andy. We also didn't have Joe or Melissa in attendance. And we didn't have Dina Manzo. I think these are three like big red flags that her own brother, who's her last standing relative, like close immediate circle relative, Melissa, his wife, not shocking, but and Dina not going to the wedding, being one of her closest friends, being a bridesmaid or was supposed to be a bridesmaid. And for her to pull out, I think that, is very telling of where Teresa's at in her life. And I think that's a signal that like if people that are close to her are cutting her off around the wedding and she's putting all her eggs in this basket with Louie, not looking good. But they replaced Dina with Dolores and Jennifer. Jennifer, I thought was an interesting choice for a bridesmaid. <laughs> Same. I mean, honestly, my feeling about Jennifer is while I think she is an interesting housewife, I just think that she would be much more interesting if she stood on her own versus trying to, I don't know. There's always a sense to me that she's trying to suck up to Teresa and it's just annoying to watch. That's what Teresa likes though. That's why she got a a bridesmaid dress. Yeah. But like, it's so apparent, you know what I'm saying? And it's so cheesy to me. It's, it's, it's that type of behavior is corny to me because I feel like, you know, just think about like how, you know, we are, we have opinions. We stand on our own. Okay, we say it with our faces. You can hear you can hear our voices. Yes. And 
whoever, I mean, if you did whatever, we're going to say whatever we feel about it. You right. know what I mean? And so that's how I would like for my housewives to be, you know, I like for them. And that's how Teresa became how she, who she is today. Right. She didn't become Teresa by following someone else. She became Teresa because she stood on her own reunion after reunion, right, wrong, or indifferent. Well, she was never indifferent. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. It's either right or wrong. Yeah. And, and I little, think that that's something that Jennifer, yeah. ex- exactly. J- Jennifer needs to learn that. Yes. She, she goes hard, but when it comes to Teresa, it's different. She'll come at the other women and she'll stand strong on her own with the other women. But when it comes to Teresa, she just, she buckles. And I think because she thinks yeah. Teresa is the anchor on the show, which she kind of is, but still, like, she is. you know. But so we had Dolores and Jennifer who were bridesmaids alongside her daughters, all all four of them, right? She only has four daughters. Yeah. And then, so we also have a, we have um, an update from Fields reporter, Jill Zarin. Are you ready for this, Richie? <laughs> so Jill Zarin reported, Mazel tov to Teresa and Louis, spelled incorrectly. I have to say, honestly, it was one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to. The grounds at the Chateau were breathtaking, but seeing T when she opened the doors of the chapel to walk gracefully down the aisle through the gardens was magical in her soft pink dress that was gathered at the bottom and a very long veil that glided behind her. The ceremony was especially special because her oldest daughter, oh, sorry, her oldest sister married them at her oldest sister. Teresa doesn't have an older sister. Oh, his oldest Mm. sister, sorry. His oldest sister married them after being ordained by the state of New Jersey. State of New Jersey is in quotes. Just to marry them. All six children were present, joining two families into one before the 250 family and friends and camera crew everywhere. Though over 10 housewives from east to west attended, including Cynthia Bailey, Phaedra Parks, Chanel Ion, Kenya, Dorenda Medley, Alexia, and most of the New Jersey ladies, including three new ones. The food was a 10, including the, the biggest cowboy steaks. Flowers, a 10. Music, a 10. And when we finally left... Shake Shack, a pizza truck and a candy truck loaded us up from the big trip home for the big trip home. We wish you a lifetime of good health and love and the years of joy to both. Cheers. She could be a court reporter with that. Data. She, gave, she gave us everything. All six you children know, joining two like, families before one. Jill is like the housewives narrator, like, you know, never a part of the mix, but always telling us the stories. Yes, I agree. So we had cowboy, we had cowboy steaks. I mean, they had like the seafood towers. It looked like they spent some money on this wedding. Wait, question. Yes. Who do you think spent the money on this wedding? I actually am starting to believe that maybe Louis does have some money. I don't think this was all Teresa's doing. There's no way this was all Teresa money. Isn't she still paying her restitution? Her re- <laughs> that restitution whore? Okay, so is it is it Louie, Teresa, or the network? Mm. Probably a combination of the three. I'm pretty sure Bravo put in some good money, and I'm pretty sure Louie and Teresa put in extra money to make sure it was over the top to really be extravagant. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking, because if this was filmed as we as Jill told us it was, mm-hmm. um, and if Lo- Jill said it, of, it's yeah, got to be true. Loads of camera crew everywhere. Everywhere. Well, from the mouth of the source herself. Mm-hmm. So now we know, I mean, breaking news, if, breaking news. If it's for some type of special or even for the season, I would imagine that there was some investment done by Bravo. Bravo. I, w- I would think. Probably. Well, it, w- it was filmed for, they have a spinoff that they're going to be launching at the end of the season of Jersey, which just wrapped this week. So they have been, I guess, filming her special at the same time that they've been filming the wedding. I don't know when her, her special officially began filming, but I know they are giving her a spinoff, like a three or four part spinoff series counting down to the wedding. Hmm. <clears throat> It is interesting. Are, are you are you interested in watching that? Not really. I mean, I can do an episode of New Jersey, but I don't really care for a four part spinoff. Watching her get ready for her wedding. I don't eat like Teresa. To me, I think was it was the most telling thing 
when I watched Ultimate Girls Trip and she faded into the background. Mm. And I feel as though she's most interesting as a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. And so I just don't think she has the watching a Bethany spinoff was was amazing to me because Bethany has this personality right. that's just it's it's a force to be reckoned with. Teresa doesn't have that type of personality. She doesn't have much of a personality at all. She has a, a um, she has passion, and so when she gets feisty she about something, yeah, when she gets feisty about something, when you get her going, she'll deliver a moment. But she doesn't have a sustainable personality that'll keep you captivated no. the whole way through. To me, she works better in conflict. Yes. Like, that's why I'm a little concerned about Taylor joining Real Housewives of Orange County. Because I'm like, Taylor was her best when her life was in shambles. And now she seems to be doing a little too well for us to really care for. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's only a friend. I mean, probably. We'll see. I was so angry about that. About Taylor? I was, you know, the way they announced it. It yeah. was like, and Taylor is joining the Real Housewives of Orange yes. County. And I thought, oh, this is a kind of good fit. I, it made sense to me. I've known she's lived in Orange County for a while. So I was like, okay, this is this is good. And then later on, the news trickles down. Oh, well, it's only as a friend. And I'm like, Narcy, you you Bravo. got us excited about something before you really chopped us off at the knees. Thank you. Not loving it. Me neither. Um, okay. I want to do a four weddings style rating of Teresa's wedding. Okay. Okay. okay so we're gonna rate the dress. The venue, the food, and from what we've seen, the overall experience. And we, we okay, know Jill well, Zarin. open up my photos. Jill Zarin definitely gave us a good depiction of, you know, what the experience was. Jill gave it a, oh, what did Jill, what were Jill's ratings? <laughs> Jill said flowers were a 10, music was a 10, and she really loved the Shake Shack and pizza truck and candy truck that she loaded up on on her way home. I don't know. Jill is giving me biased. Right? Well, I mean, listen, when you're giving her the biggest cowboy steaks, <laughs> it's kind of hard to beat. Okay. Okay. So first up, we're going to rate the dress. I feel like instead of just the dress, we have to rate the overall look. So she had these long lace gloves. Her dress doesn't look pink to me. Is it pink? Is it well, is it like a really you soft know, blush you pink? Know I'm colorblind, but it does give a pink as I'm looking at the dress without her while she's not done up in her hair. Um, the dress gives me, a, it definitely gives me a little bit of a, a very light pink vibe. Okay. I mean, these photos just aren't. I can, I can kind of see where people would say it's pink, but in some photos it gives white. Okay. I'm looking at it from like better lit photos and it does look very like a very blush pink. Yeah, yeah. And the girls are all wearing uh, different shades of, like, blush pinks, too. Okay, so she has this giant crown and all <laughs> of this hair. Her straps are off at the side. It's a very lacy dress. It's a very soft blush pink. What are you thinking about the overall look? The hair, the crown, the dress, the lace gloves? <laughs> okay, so, I mean... If I were rating, can I can I give you this? If I were rating it on the dress alone, the dress, I would give it a I would give it a nine. Um, but an overall look, there's a part of me that wants to give it a seven because I'm I'm taking away some points for the hair. But then there's a part of me that wants to give it an eleven because I will never forget this look. It's memorable for sure. It you and I feel like you in this day and age, you want to be remembered. So I think I'm going to give it an 11 because it's off the it's off the meter to me. It's so off the meter and the hair because the hair is so high. I have to take it off of the the, the 10 point scale. OK, that's fair. Sorry. OK, I'm I think I'm going to give the look overall. I, I think I'll give it a seven. 
I think I'm going to give it a seven. I was debating between giving it an eight only because it's not a timeless look. It's not something that in five years you're going to look back on and be like, wow. Or it's not something Gia is going to be like, mom, I want to wear your wedding dress at my wedding. You know, it's not something that will live on. It's something that's very of the moment. You know, It's like very fast fashion forever 21. You know, it's hot right now, but it's going to be expired in two weeks. The crown is cute. I love the crown, but the crown is hot right now. The crown's not going to be hot in a couple years. The hair is too high. The makeup was is nice, but it's a little basic. Like it's not like she could wear this look to a reunion. The makeup is not anything exceptional, which isn't terrible, I guess. Yeah. Because like you don't want to go crazy makeup, but the makeup is just very simple. The gloves, again, not timeless. The dress fits her well. I would actually like the dress without the gloves. The dress without the gloves, because she does have photos where at the reception she took the gloves off. Did she change dresses? She had to have been wearing... Yes, she did. Her wedding dress, the ceremony dress, is a pink, but the other dress that she wore for the reception is white. Yep, you're right. I'm looking at all these different photos that people tagged her in from that night, and she wore two different dresses. I would give... I actually don't like the reception dress because that's a lot lacier. Um, and it's just got like this weird thing around her boobs. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. I will give her all. I'll give her look overall a seven just because I feel like we could have really worked on that a little better. We could have done a little Vera Wang moment. Not, yeah, she's had know, a lot, a lot of time for po- this. Yeah, this is Posh by Kim D. And listen, <laughs> it's cute, but you know, she's like, you know, we haven't had a posh fashion show in a minute. Let's just do it at the wedding. It's envy. It's and uh, it's envy. <laughs> um, okay, the venue scale of one to ten. Wow, I, you know, honestly, the venue. I'm going to give it a ten. I'm going to give it a ten. Um, it was stunning. You have to. You have to give props to, I mean, whatever event planner um, team put this together because they went all out and there was a clear theme. And I just, I, I just, it, 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 it's a 10 for me. Well, and the venue wasn't the original venue, right? Because didn't they have to change venues because Ramona leaked the original venue? I didn't, I didn't know what they were. Did they change it? Yeah. She had to change the venue. I think the date may have stayed the same. Um, oh, that yeah. Because actually, she revealed Ramona. Ramona definitely would have not getting gotten an invite. <laughs> yeah, if you had to change the whole wedding venue, yeah. But this is still a great venue. It is. It is. I mean, I, I, again, uh, tens across the board for the venue. Especially considering you need to have a venue that is allowed to be filmed at. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not that hard to find a venue in Jersey that'll let you film. But still, I mean, at, well, she, the, they c- could have ended up at, um, what was it? The the, the brownstone. brownstone. <laughs> <laughs> is, that still, is it still open? <laughs> I think so. Oh, the memories. Mm. And you know what? I also have to say, thank God it was a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so venue at 10, the food. What would you give the food? We had a candy bar. We had cowboy steaks. We had seafood towers. We had sending everybody home with Shake Shack. I'm giving that a 10, baby, because I love to eat. And you get anytime you add a seafood tower to my menu, mm-hmm. Zach. That's money right you there. You are at a 10. Seafood towers and cowboy steaks, that's money. Cowboy steaks you... are big ass cuts of steak. And if Jill Zarin says they're the biggest cowboy steaks, everything's bigger in Jersey, right? <laughs> and you send me home with food too. I'm happy. Right? Okay. Experience overall. What would you give it? I think I think the experience overall was probably a 10. As I'm looking at the photos, I'm looking at the energy in the room. I think that, you know. It's interesting. I, I guess we'll wait and kind of talk about, you know, some of her, whether you not you want to call them closest, but like Joe and Melissa and Dina not being there. Aside from that, it does look like she was surrounded by people who were very happy for her and who were very happy for her 
and Louis specifically. I will disagree with that. I think they were happy to really? be filming the show at Teresa's wedding. I think well. they were happier with the cowboy steaks than they were for the <laughs> wedding nuptials themselves. <laughs> Dorinda was like, yes, open bar. All right. I love these two beautiful people. <laughs> and for to, the opportunity. To Lou, to Lou and Tom. Before she passed <laughs> to out. Be, <laughs> to be featured in people in every other publication out there. Yes. And this is another credit for them. You know, we're going to be featured in Teresa's yeah. wedding special, even though we're not even in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point there. Okay. I would give the overall experience. You said a 10? I give it, yeah, I give it a 10. I would give it an I'm eight. I'm kind of generous. I would give, give it an, an eight. eight. Only because what? some parts looked a little tacky and a little too gaudy for me in terms yeah. of like the decor, like the the smoke machine during the first dance. Like I was like, no, we're not doing a smoke machine for the first. <laughs> like, no, we're not, we're not doing this. Like I gave you a pass on the hair, the smoke machines and some of the overdone decor was just not. Also, you can tell in looking at some of these tagged photos, you can tell that there wasn't necessarily money spent as much as it was hashtag sponsored. Because if you look at curbside confections in New Jersey, they made every single housewife pose at the end. Look at Cynthia Bailey has drunk eyes on and they made her (laughs) pose with her little bag of candy for the Instagram. They're like, you want free candy? Cynthia Bailey, here's a bag. Smile. Look at Dolores is trying everything she can to keep her eyes open. She's like, I did not sign up for this curbside all the girls look at Phaedra's oh posing in front of the candy truck like she's on the red carpet. <laughs> I mean, they even made Frankie Catania Jr. do it. Oh, there's Jill Zarin. Oh, my God. She never misses an opportunity. Oh, my God. That's so funny. They made everyone post love, laughter and happily ever after. Hashtag Bravo, hashtag New Jersey, hashtag wedding, hashtag wedding, hashtag Park Chateau, hashtag New Jersey wedding, hashtag bride, hashtag New Jersey bride, hashtag wedding ideas, hashtag celeb, hashtag celeb style, hashtag candy truck, hashtag let the good times roll, hashtag happy, hashtag wedding day, hashtag I do, hashtag shake shack, hashtag after party. <laughs> there are too many hashtags. You, so they, you know they, what? there were a lot of donations and sponsorships for this wedding. That's a lot. I also got to go back and say something. That second dress. She should have taken that hair down for that one. Right? Like, if we're going to have a dress change, we could have had a, a hair change. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely, I mean, she could have just, I mean, let your hair down. Crown. Let your hair down. I think that that wig is attached to the crown. Oh, probably. We could have lost the crown at the after part, at the reception. Do yeah, it for we the wedding, do it for the reception, and then, you know. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Well, it sounds like you gave this wedding tens across the board <laughs> with an extra for the dress. <laughs> I'm just here for the hair. I'm just here for the hair. All the bundles. The hair is so, yeah, all of them. That was like several packs. I mean, that's more, that's a few, a few packs of pretty mess hair right there. <laughs> Sponsored. Uh, why did you think Dina wasn't in attendance? So there are two rumors. One, that Dina didn't want to film. And that's kind of what right. her camp is putting out there. And two is that she doesn't actually like Louie and that there was some sort of falling out in regards to his behavior. And she's like, I can't support this wedding. I believe it's a combination of both. You really think she didn't want to film? I, I, I think that Dina has... I don't know what it is. I, I can't say, but I do feel like she has an aversion. Like, I feel like she's just done with reality TV in general. And so I just don't think she wants her life in the forefront in that way. And there's a part of me that wonders if there's a bit of PTSD with regards to that mm-hmm. incident that they had, you know, where they had the, I don't know if it's the home invasion yeah. or, you know, um, and and relating that back to being on television. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that there's a because if you notice, Dina lives a life of, I mean, it's 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 a very private life. Yeah. You know, you'll see her on vacation here or there, but we don't really see much of her life these days. And so I think that she would rather just stay off the grid in that regard. That makes sense. I never thought about it that way. And that's true. And Teresa's not off the grid. Teresa, the hair will tell you that Teresa is very on the grid. (laughs) It's always Teresa's hair is the grid. Okay. (laughs) And Dina just wants to stay out of it. 
So, I mean, but I also just kind of, like, for me, it's like, then don't sign a release. Don't let them mic you up. But come to support your friend, you know? Let them get some cute little B-roll footage of you. I just thought she could have still supported her friend in some way because she didn't go to any of the bridal events. She wasn't even, she agreed to be a bridesmaid and then pulled out of being a bridesmaid. So I feel like there is probably a little bit more to that story because I would think Mm -hmm. you would still show up even without the mic and just be like, I'm not interested in filming anything, but I'll attend. Let Dorinda have my scenes. Like, I'm good, you know? (laughs) Let's. Yeah, I mean, I think if it were my friend, I would have been there. And again, like you said, maybe not have been mic'd. I mean, them passing by and filming me, you know, I it, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like, you know, we're all pining away for Dina Manzo to be back on our television screens. Right. She was good TV while she was on it, you know, but at the end of the day, there was only one and a half seasons, really. And then that extra season, which I can't even really count. That was bad. We, yeah, it was bad. Season six, we can forget about. Okay, well, let's yeah. talk about the Gorgat tea. So the Thursday night leading up to the wedding, rumors began to surface that there w- that they were getting ready to, uh, oh, as they were getting ready to wrap up the season, that apparently... Melissa was is cheating on Joe. That's a rumor that they were blindsided with at the finale party, which was like a 20s Great Gatsby style event where they all had their flapper dresses on. So the rumors that Melissa cheated on Joe and I guess Teresa was instrumental in either orchestrating it or circulating it and having it being talked about on camera. Louis inserted himself into the drama. Things blew up. Joe and Melissa decided to skip the wedding. They spent the weekend at the Jersey Shore. They were posting on their Instagram stories that blood doesn't make you family. And Melissa was like, I'm so glad I have my family and my family's better than Teresa's family because Teresa now doesn't have family because we were the last of her family and family, family, family and water is thicker than blood. (laughs) You know, I have Listen, several thoughts about this. Even if I were fighting, I would show up for the big cowboy stakes and not the Jersey Shore. Like, I would skip the Jersey Shore solely for the seafood tower. <laughs> I will pose in front of the candy truck. There's a part of me that thinks that the hatred for Joe and Melissa on the on the part of Teresa goes so deep that I don't think she really cares yeah. about what she needs to do on the screen to make good TV and also know that it may possibly hurt them because I don't think she's ever gotten over the fact that they got on this show in whatever way that they did. So I also don't think that it, and this is again, my, just my take on it because I'm, I'm a little bit more of a Melissa team, Melissa team, Joe, Um, I don't think that it's healthy to continue that relationship with Teresa, even if it is for the show. Like for me, I'm, I'm just looking at my own mental sanity. There is no way that I would put myself through trying to be cordial with her when I know there's a deep seated something there. Yeah. And I also think it's going to start to affect the younger generations. As we saw last season with Gia and and Joe fighting, I think the the girls and Joe and Melissa's kids are eventually going to start coming after each other out of protection for their parents. And that's where it's really going to start to turn dark. Um, But it's like, what do they do? Do they just leave the show? Like, how do they even the show is their job? Well, the interesting thing is that Jersey has always benefited most when it's been about family yeah so i think that i don't know i mean if if they wanted to take jersey in a different direction this would be a good last season for joe and melissa yeah from a production standpoint right if we because we've got all these new women coming into the mix but then again with jersey you lose that familial element that is so different from every other show and the the reason, one of the reasons why Teresa works so well is, I would almost say, is because of her relationship with Joe and Melissa. Because of that tension, the three of them will always have 
story. And I hate when people like, and I don't like the idea of a storyline because I think that's something that you sit down and plot. Like, this is what we're going to do this season. I think a story is a naturally occurring thing in your life that makes you interesting. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is it for the Teresa, Joe, Melissa trifecta, because there is contention there and it may never be resolved. Yeah. So, I mean, this could go on for seasons. Yeah. And I think at this point, or, we're, we're tired of rewatching the same story that's over, the other and thing. over and over with, the, with that. We, the audience, we don't always want to see that. Yeah. So where do we go? We reboot it. We shake things up. We do have new women. So maybe that'll help really kind of shake everything up or do you think it's going to feel like beverly hills where we have all of these different people see but i think even though beverly hills has so many different cast members right now i think it's still kind of it's still really delivering and giving to us i have been a fan of beverly hills since day one right so to to i'm I'm ride or die as much as they frustrate me as (laughs) much as you know the Fox Force is like the most awful thing to happen to a reality show since I don't know what. Um, Beverly Hills still delivers. And having more cast members has been a benefit as well because it really provides, a, I think, just different layers of relationships that we don't get on some of these other shows. Whereas I think that Atlanta would definitely benefit from having you know, maybe seven or eight cast members versus bringing in 12 friends every season who, you know, kind of come and go, you know, like just commit to seven or eight women and, and flush it out. Like, like, like New York did and give them a couple seasons to just let them, you know, let us build that emotional bond with them. Let us be invested in their lives. Like I hate when we get a, a one, I think that's what, OC really screwed up with is they would they keep giving us these one season housewives without really letting us get to know them and I don't think Mm -hmm. you really get to know a housewife until her third season season one you're throwing her you know to the wolves season two you know you're you threw her a life jacket and she's thinking she knows how to navigate it and is going to try too hard like Leah McSweeney on New York season three is when there's a balance Can we just let Leah go? Like, I know they're trying to make Leah happen. And I just don't feel like she, I've, I've, I've stated this from the beginning. Leah belongs on Summer House. Yeah. Not on Real Housewives of New York. Yes. That's a total miscast. Li- yeah. Lindsay and Leah together would be great. Yes. I would love that. Love that for her. Leah, yeah, it it wouldn't have taken so long for somebody to throw a glass at someone at the table. Leah would have thrown the whole table by now. Exactly. And she's more in that age range rather than in the Ramona. Yeah. It didn't make sense for Leah to be running around in the Hamptons with Ramona. That was so odd. Yeah. They didn't care. They didn't like each other because they couldn't relate to each other. So it was just a big, it was a big mismatch. It's a big old mess. Do you think? Melissa really cheated on Joe. No. A little flirt? No. You think she's loyal? Yes. I think that Melissa is smart enough to know (laughs) Um, I think she's smart enough to know that it is most beneficial to her life and her lifestyle to remain faithful to her husband, not only from a perspective of living a well-taken-care-of lifestyle, being on a a top-rated reality show, having homes being built by a man who can build them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention that, I mean, just from an aesthetic perspective, Joe Gorg is attractive. You know what I'm saying? He's got personality. So... I just don't see her stepping out on him in that way. It it just doesn't make sense to me. I wonder if it's related to the rumor. I don't know if you've heard this rumor, but I've heard it before that she cheated on him back in the day with like somebody that she went to high school with or when she was someone from her past, like had resurfaced in her life. And then there was a rumor that there was like a love child and maybe one of the kids wasn't Joe's. 
it was like a it was a crazy rumor and i'm think cuz i'm trying to think like a cheating rumor like just like what she was texting some other guy like that's not big enough to like really blow up the family again but if the kids were dragged into it that would be detrimental to the point where Joe and Melissa would totally cut Teresa off. So I'm wondering if it's related to that cheating rumor of Melissa. I think it was like someone from her she went to high school with or an ex, one of her first boyfriends or something. I don't this is all my own speculation. This isn't I don't know what the actual rumor was that was brought up on camera, but I know it was related to Melissa cheating on Joe. Maybe it has something to do with that because that rumor has been swir- swindling for a while. Now, what I could I could believe that back in the day that maybe maybe both one or both of them, you know, weren't yeah. as serious because, you know, when you're young mm-hmm. and you're together, you do stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? There may have been a time when she went back to an ex or, you know, and her and Joe were still together, but maybe he had done something on the side as well. Like, I think that that could definitely have happened. But I also think that, you know, I mean, word on the street is that, well, it's kind of word on the street, I guess. But, you know, the same could be said for Teresa and and Joe oh, when yeah. they were married. Jacqueline, you know what I'm saying? Jacqueline so to said go he back, was banging the secretary and Teresa caught to him. go back. Right. To go back desk. that far yeah. for a, a rumor. But listen, if it's if it's something like what you said now, that would be worth that's Now, I would be fighting about that one. That one. Yeah, I would I'm definitely to think, be fighting the, about that. I was reading the articles about like what they were trying to figure out what was actually said. And there was a source that sounds like Joe and Melissa that was saying that it was such a detrimental rumor that their relationship is completely fractured. And then you see them going off and talking about how blood isn't thicker than water and they're posting with her family. I'm like, it had to have been something really big in order for there to be this big of a reaction because Teresa's talked shit about Melissa forever that she called her a stripper and that didn't ruin everything which I don't get why a stripper is such a a bad thing to call someone but in Jersey you don't want to be a stripper (laughs) listen Nene owned being a stripper baby Nene owned every little bit of it all right to be honest with you, those types of things, maybe I think at that point in time when it happened, like we kind of looked at the world a little bit differently. But now it's like, OK, you're stripping. You got your money. Who cares? Right. You know, I feel like that's how we look at things nowadays. Yeah. But, you know, back then it was like <gasps> Melissa was a stripper. It was kind of like every I mean, an audible gasp <laughs> fell over the audience. <laughs> Listen. If the stripper moves worked and that's how she got to keep herself some Joey Gorga, good for her. You know, he got her four nose jobs. Yeah. And she looks great. She does. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I don't look for it at all. Do you think that they'll, uh, that they will recover from this? Teresa and them? No. I think if this is their last season, there's no need for them to continue to keep up any sort of relationship. I think the only reason their relationship has even lasted this long is because of the show. And then do you think that Joe and Melissa will rekindle their uh, familial relationship with Rosie Rosie and Kathy and that side of the family? Maybe, because I think at that point they'll be shunned from the reality world of Bravo. Mm. I think eventually they'll have to go you. I think they should go to like an HGTV or something like that. I think that I think would be that, fun. Yeah, I mean, I could see them totally, you know, flipping houses and doing something like that together. Joe's got the personality to carry something like that, I think. Yeah, and Melissa's gorgeous and people like hot guys with personalities and pretty girls that'll support them. There you go. There's the show right there. So I could see them extending their brand beyond this show and i think it would be great for them because it doesn't it doesn't revolve around any conflict yeah i think it's time for them to start building that because i think they need to leave jersey i mean i think the world of housewives is already starting to circle the drain and that's why you have bravo being like we need to put taylor on oc let's do our first crossover let's do mashups let's go international like they're trying to throw everything at the wall to see what's going to stick because they know the shelf life on housewives is starting to expire so let's do can we do a fun little game yeah. i know i'm totally subverting everything that we we're just going to talk about but 
if you were to give each franchise a couple more seasons, how many would you give each one of them? Um, I would not give New York anymore. I think New York at this point, like there's no purpose in rebooting it. I actually like the concept of legacy, a short term couple episodes with most of these shows where we get back some of the original, most polarizing figures, do a, a, a four five, six max episode where are they now sort of, you know, seeing them all kind of come together and where their lives are today and letting that be what wraps up those shows. So I think New York is, mm. is done. Um, I mean, I think they're going to give Dubai one more season and then realize it's time to just pull the plug because at this point, like we're not in as an audience, we're not in the place where we want to see them work through the kinks. We're like, give us a good show or give us nothing, you know, deliver mm-hmm. or we're not going to watch Beverly Hills, I think can give us, a solid two seasons. Mm. Jersey, I think can give us maybe another solid two seasons. Like, I don't think any of them can go past two seasons at this point. I think Atlanta, it may be time to wrap Atlanta. It's time to wrap New York. It may be time to wrap OC. I think this last season should be the last season of OC. We Mm. have Tamara, we have Heather, we have like, it's time for us to really just kind of be like, "Mm." they're going to milk it as long as they can. But mm-hmm. I think Bravo has to start investing in content that's not Housewives because, or what's going to happen to them. What happened to E is what's going to happen to Bravo, where the Kardashians left and they had nothing to sustain their audience. And now E's kind of really struggling and they're trying to go back to Daily Pop and Nightly Pop to be like the news station. But nobody really watches TV for the news anymore. We get it on social media. We get it on Instagram. We get all the celebrity. We deliver the, the pop culture, celebrity, reality TV news now. And I think people would rather watch us than watch a traditional e-news because that model is just stale yeah i agree what about salt lake city so i think this will be the last solid season of salt lake because we're gonna have jen shaw she's gonna go to prison and then you know i don't know if salt lake's really gonna be able to carry on do you think they're gonna try to milk a season four before that happens oh yeah yeah, yeah. actually they are yeah yeah okay so then i would say seasons three and four will be the last ones because we're all gonna watch jen go to prison and then once jen goes to prison i think we're gonna be done because we already lost we lost mary which was such like a you know a, a big reason that people watched was for all her crazy antics and the crazy comments that she would make she was crazy mary was nuts was insane but it kept people watching. Mary it and did. Jen are what kept people tuned in every week. Um, yeah, I just, I, I I can see them going to the fourth season. And lastly, what about Potomac? Oh, Potomac is actually, I actually like Potomac. And I would be invested in Potomac for a bit longer. For some reason, I would I would agree with you on that one. There's something that, I feel like there's some more mileage there. Yes. Of all of them, it, I think Potomac probably has the most mileage left in them. But I yeah. think it's because they came in at the right time and they peaked mm-hmm. at the right time that they can, you know, sustain it. Because to us, it still feels new. But because a lot of people didn't really begin watching Potomac until like season four, season five is when it really kind of hit off. That I think to people like me that didn't start until season five, it felt like a new show, but the show had already worked through its kinks in the first three, four seasons that it felt like a, a well-oiled machine that even though it was new, it was still exciting. And now I like Potomac and I can see Potomac going on for a little bit. The longest of, I think all of them, I think Beverly Hills is going to try to milk it as long as they can. But once they lose Kyle, I think once they lose Rinna and Kyle, the show's really going to take a nosedive. Kyle is, I think, the biggest, strongest player on Beverly Hills. And I know people don't like when I say that, but she really is. And she's carried the show since day one. And I will put period on that. Dot. Dot. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you that Kyle does the work. Uh, You can see it on the screen. It's not even just doing the work, though. Okay, go. My issue with Kyle is that I feel like Kyle could be bigger mm. if Kyle were willing to stand yeah. alone. Yeah. And she's never willing to stand completely alone. Yeah. And that's why One she's her, never been like the villain that, you know, is in the hot seat. Cause she always, plays yeah, it safe. It, it's it. She wants to be like, yeah. And I feel like what, if she loses that, 
then I have the I, I think she has the ability to become that that figure that we all think about, that one face that we all think about when it comes to a specific city. Yeah. I mean, she is because she's been on there the longest, but not because she's done that thing that just like last yeah. season would have been a great season for her to do it with the whole Erica Jane thing. That would have been her moment because it would have that was that was an easy layup. Yeah. But I think she was so concerned with keeping the, the friendships, Yeah, you know, that it didn't in which, you know, that's an admirable thing at the end of the day. But we're talking about housewives. Yeah, this is this is the Hunger Games. Yeah, it's true. I don't think I mean, I could even see her leaving after this season and the show just like totally swindling because I think she's an anchor on the show. I think she's always like and where Beverly Hills has really thrived was in her relationship with Lisa Vanderpump and in her relationships with her sisters. I got to tell you. One of Kyle's best moments to me, a cu- two of her best moments were confronting Kim in the limo. Mm hmm. And confronting Lisa Vanderpump mm-hmm. over the puppy gate. Those, t- but and and it it just it reinforces what you just said. A show that went back to the basics of those relationships. Yeah. To me, would be the refresh that Beverly Hills could do, should they ever chose choose to. But it, again, then it may become Be- Beverly Hills legacy. Yeah, and I think that's how we needed wrap up these shows give us a legacy let us you know send them off on their merry way because otherwise we're going to continue to milk these shows to the point where like they're just not watchable anymore and we're so over it and then the ratings just continue to dwindle and then the whole franchise you know grows stale well you know the formula for me i think has become so transparent that each episode i know what's going to happen there's going to be you know, uh, a couple of solo scenes for the first 30 minutes or a, a two person scene. And then there's going to be the big group scene at the end for the last 30 minutes, wash, rinse, repeat every episode's the same. I think I would prefer what, what I would prefer every, uh, city do what Jersey does. Give me a short season. Yes. Give me a short season. We don't need 20 episode seasons. I mean, I we think you can even that. you can even find a sweet spot in like a 12 to 14 season because then you really have to condense everything without all the filler scenes and the filler episodes. Jersey's great with that. And I think that's honestly why it may last. It may last the longest. Jersey? It may be. I think Jersey, Potomac, maybe Beverly Hills if they can figure out because the ratings are still there for Beverly Hills, despite what, yeah, you know. So I think you you get those the the model for those three, and then you condense the time frame, yeah, down into like that that ten to what, like you said, thirteen episodes. Yeah, you've you've got a you you've hit the jackpot there. I actually think this is going to be, and I love Beverly Hills. I think this is going to be their last best season. Why do you say that? Because I think we're going to lose some of the the pillars on the show. I can see Kyle walking after this season. I can see Rinna not coming back after the season. I can see them putting Rinna on pause. Um, I mean, and maybe Erica, we might lose her as well. And I think those are three people. I know everyone hates the Fox Force, but I think they're the ones that are creating so much of the conflict and the, the issues that are keeping us tuned in even diana as polarizing as she is she gives people something to hate when they watch the show you know and i think when you invoke that passion it gets people focused and tuned in um and i just don't think sutton garcelle crystal i like sheree i think sheree's a lot of fun kathy has her moments i just don't think sutton garcelle and crystal have a strong enough I mean, and we've had Sutton for, what, three seasons now? I just don't think they're strong enough to be able to hold the show, keep the show moving. You know, I just, I don't think Beverly Hills will do well with a fr- uh, with a, a full reboot of new women, you know? Yeah. I don't think that they should, as much as I hate the Fox 4, I would get rid of Dorit. Yeah. Um, I think she's very nice to look at, but she's really not doing much. Yeah. Um. And I would keep Rena, Erica, and Kyle. 
Um, Rena has become a little bit problematic for me, but overall, I don't think she is. I don't think it's it, it's anything that we need to cancel her for. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like she, I think that there's, there's something happening with her that she needs to get together. Yeah. I mean, I they think need to sort that out. I obviously. know people keep saying that she's using grief as, as an excuse, but I really do think that that's a big part of what she's going through. Having just going through that big loss last year myself, I know there were so many moments where I literally was like not myself, you know, that I can only imagine what it's like to then be in a television show and to be the villain on that television show where everybody's picking apart every single thing that you do. It will make you crazy. I know how crazy I've gotten with just the little bit of, you know, trolls that I get when I was in that process. And it's like when people, you know, I just, I, I think grief can really fuck you up. And I think that's what, and I actually think that's why she may need a break from the show to like clear Mm. her head, do some ayahuasca, get some meditation going like something, but just, I don't think she's properly grieving the loss of her mother because she was filming in it and she continued to push right through it. You know, that it never gave her a real chance to kind of recalibrate and find her footing again. I think you could be right about that. I think you I think you hit the nail on the head and is it a pause that she needs? You know? I mean, and hopefully I mean, and she can come I mean, that's for her own sanity. Yeah. Yes, I think that I think it's for her own sanity, but she needs to like not do it the way Dorinda did it where Dorinda was always like I'm going to come back. I'm not going to change. There's no rehab for me. Like I'm, you know, Dorinda is just no she had no like the whole point of being put on pause was so that you could take a breath, take a beat and and come back in a clear headspace. And they gave her ultimate girls trip, but they fucked up by doing it at her house because it gave her the ego to think that she was the star of the show. And it and Dorinda and her ego will always get the best of her. Unfortunately. Yes. And I love Dorinda. Yeah. I love Dorinda circa seasons seven, eight and nine. Yeah. And ten. 10 was great. We'll give it 10. Yeah. Give her 10. Yeah. Um, okay. To wrap up, I want to know what your thoughts are on Kim and Pete. Oh, listen. <laughs> I, I, I could not have predicted this if I was Miss Cleo myself. Like, did you not see this coming? Yeah. Like, Pete is rebound guy. I've been saying this. Yep on any platform that I've been asked about it, Pete is rebound guy. He's just not the guy that you settle down with and you really bring home to mom and say, I'm going to start a family with him. He is the guy that you get with when you break up with your boyfriend and you want to just have a good time. You want to laugh. You might want to get laid, whatever you want to do. He's going to be that guy. Maybe one day he'll be the, the take home guy. But right now, he's just not that. And he knows that. that. He knows that. He was he like, knows it. he knew this was not going to go anywhere, but he's like, I'm going to ride the private jet and I'm going to film for Hulu and I'm going to do all that I got. And I'm going to go to the awards shows and I'm going to do the red carpets. And he's like, I'm going to milk this for all I can because he knew that there was a shelf life on it. I don't think she really knew that there was a shelf. I think she was enamored. She got, um, in fact, she was infatuated with, you know, this fun guy, this funny guy, this different guy, this BDE guy. Like she was so caught up in the moment of it that I don't think she ever knew when it was going to die down. And then once it stopped being so shiny and it wasn't so interesting, she kind of was just like, "Eh," and she let him fade. And I don't think he fought for it because he always knew that she was going to leave him. Yeah. I think he was probably a relief from Kanye, you know, and the things that maybe she experienced with such a heavy, divorce and then you know things that happened in their marriage i also think that after a while i think that there's this element of like i'm gonna live free and i'm gonna have fun but then there's also the responsibility of your actual life i think that comes back into focus after you've sort of had that fun and had that rebound experience and you've kind of realized okay i've got to get back to like the business of being Kim yeah, and being a mom and being, you know, not that she couldn't do those things and be a mom, but I just think the business and what she really has going on, I think it probably started to come back to her. Like I need to, I need to get it together. Yeah. Do you think he'll be edited down in this next season? 
because he filmed in season two and we saw it in the trailer. So they're going to have to give us some of Pete, but are they going to start to edit out their relationship a bit more this season? Ooh. Okay. The, the imaginary TV producer in me would not edit him down. If I were Kim, I would not edit him down because I think it makes for good television. And I think that Kim and Chris and Camp know what makes for good television. But somehow I do think that they'll edit some of it down. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Well, but I would keep it in there. We did see Tristan in this first season and them rebuilding their relationship and Chloe and her confessional saying that he's a changed man, knowing that we were going to get to the finale where, you know. And that's why I would keep it in there, because the irony of all of that makes for amazing television. It does. It does. I actually think that. They probably filmed the finale this week with Kim and Pete's breakup and Chloe's baby number two coming. This is the perfect way to wrap up the season. Isn't it though? Isn't it? I don't know, Zach. Are you producing on this show and not telling us? I mean, I wish. Give me that Hulu paycheck. Put some respect on my check. Richie, thank you for chatting with me today. Shout out your handles, your products, so that people can go and show you some love. Absolutely. Um, so you guys can catch me on Reality Talk with DJ Richie Sky on the YouTube. You can catch my personal channel where I vlog my personal life and travels on Richie Sky in real life. That's on YouTube as well. And then, of course, I'm on Instagram and I'll be on, I think, uh, Good Day DC on Wednesday. And you can sometimes catch me commentating on MSNBC as well. Yes. Wait, you did the Bravo show, the Naked Bravo show, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> that was did. that was fun. Um, sorry, I don't know why that came up. Because as you were shouting out all the channels <laughs> that you did, I was like, wait, you did. You were on Bravo. Um, guys, go give Richie a follow. Go show him some love. Um, and stay tuned because I know he has a lot of exciting projects coming up. So you're going to want to follow him on all of the social medias and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Hit the bell notification button. That way, every time he has a new video for you, whether he's traveling or whether he's spilling some tea, he pops up in your notifications. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach for the latest reality tea. And buy some No Filter wine at nofilterwine.com. 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It's yummy. It's delicious. It's perfect for summer. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. And um, I'm going to go find some more tea so I can spill it for you later this week. Love you. Mean it. Bye. 